There are all these dimensions, worlds, alternate realities, and they're all right on top of each other. It forks off into a new possibility. We wanted choices, chances, the movements would allow us to travel to a dimension permanently, stay there. Patriot Show. Uh, we have another live episode going out to Twitch, uh, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. Uh, this will be up for a day or two, and then it will come down, and it will eventually be dropped as a podcast. So, really, this is just that uh, we got the sound effects. Going. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I was trying. It's okay, it's all right. Uh, this is really just for the fans that like you know serious fans that can catch the stuff before it actually airs, and to uh, you know be interactive if you're on and can chat. Uh, this week. I do have I have Lux on with me as well, and you already know who he is. And uh, we have Steve from the Real Fake Talk Show. Uh, I came across Steve yesterday. He had uh, hit me up to see if we still needed money for Lux's uh, microphone. So uh, I realized he had a show, and I was like, "Yo, we got to do something." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are the next day. So uh, Steve, why don't you let everybody know who you are, where they can find you, and what you're doing? Thanks there, and uh, appreciate you having me on. This was a real quick turnaround, which I, I really appreciated the conversation and out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, I'm Steve from The Real Fake Talk Show, a, a very real uh, fake talk show where I just want to talk to people and understand things and understand where they come from and, and what they do and try to use people's stories and, and humor to just kind of get people to look at things a little differently. Cause I think everyone's very single-mindedly in their own world. And I think it's important to have conversations uh, that will expand that. Yeah. Well, it looks like you're trying to combat CNN. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like I said, every episode, like we hope just to spend, <laughs> spread as much propaganda as them uh, every episode. So tune in. <laughs> uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, the real uh, Apple music, the real fake talk show nice. um, just starting out. So. Yeah, and I got the uh, the links will be in the video as well. So go check his stuff out too. So, and also I would like to add, you're from Canada. So that is something that possibly we could touch upon as well while you're on. Because, you know, I don't know what's really going on over there. You do, not me. Uh, we barely do, but yeah, yeah I can get <laughs> yeah. the straws we're grasping at. <laughs> so uh, what did you want to, uh, I mean, there was a couple of things we were talking about prior. You know, and I don't even know which one do you want to start with because they're all great topics. That's why I was like, I mean, I, I would even like to talk about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Yeah. And that was our, our first episode. And we went down uh, from a, a very, I tried to say, uh, middle ground perspective. I just wanted to look at facts of the case. We had a law student in the University of Wisconsin. So I learned about U.S. law. Very exciting. Uh, and it's, it, 
uh, the state runs a lot of what happens within the state. So the state law that uh, I'm telling Americans how uh, their their governments run, but the state was running everything. So from a state perspective, it was nice to have kind of that, like what the law is saying, what they're seeing, uh, and then let me have some fun and say like how Littlefinger was the prosecutor and how like it just everything seemed like it was just theater, right? Like it literally just seemed like crazy theater. And I was, uh, I, I like, I, I literally was like, is written now Shia LaBeouf? Is this like hard <laughs> character acting right now? <laughs> yo, yo, Littlefinger was an asshole, man. <laughs> right? It didn't end well for him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I love yeah. that part, actually. I was like, yo, finally. I liked him at first. I was like, yo, this dude's got to go. Yeah, right? Right? And you and evil. But he ended up falling on hard times and then having to uh, prosecute Kyle Rittenhouse. So it was everything. I just wanted to find out, like, what people thought like i think we went from even an fbi standpoint and uh like the fbi drone that was above there i wanted to ask him about that and oh. how that was because if he's staying at state fbi is not a state is it like that's the the uh, federal uh whatever uh constituency so how do they get involved what's and that goes into like a personal freedom thing are they just allowed to watch everything film everything and any drone footage is good or does it lead to the other route which is like well, is, is there that, a building burning on fire so we were allowed to be there yeah right and there's there's a lot of panic and their people were dying and their story and it was a real heroic story but i don't think a lot of stuff like just got like that got swept under the rug was answered like how come a 17 year old is so incredibly amazing with a with a assault rifle like at 17 i think we were joking about it before the show we were doing some different things yeah, that's right. Like, yo, I was smoking weed and playing fucking hacky sack at seventeen. Yeah, I was just trying to find, uh, get women to find me remotely yeah. attractive. With, yeah, right. With yeah, yeah. So if you playing hacky sack and trying to get some ass. He he had an interview. I think it was uh, when Stephen Crowder, where he Stephen's asking Kyle about, uh, you know, what what that moment was like, and you know what was going through his head and everything. I'll tell you, I'm I'm very experienced with firearms. And um, when you listen to this kid talk about firearms, he obviously doesn't know much about them at all, right? Really? Um, he even openly says, he's like, I don't really know much about guns. But... You know how to hold it, right? From my perspective, I know, I know someone, if they've had experience from a gun, the way that looks, right? The way you hold it, the, your, the uh, trigger control. And what happens is this kid you know, in less than two seconds, falls on the ground, and then, uh, you know, somebody jumps on top of him, he turns around, he realizes that his rifle, uh, the ejection port is very, like, really tiny opening, which is not a good thing. So there's something on the gun that's called the forward assist. Now, like, even with military training, the first thing that you would do, if you might not even notice that the ejection port is open. It's just... From a technical standpoint, for him to have no training and to know instinctively, oh, my injection port's open, forward assist. I mean, that's really technical stuff. And even for me, I was like, dude, I could. there's no way that I would have been able to pull that off. I mean, yeah. it's just a really, really technical thing to do. I know it yeah. might sound like I'm talking you know, Spanish to a lot of people, but it, just from that standpoint, it's crazy. I, I no, and I understand, like, that was what I, kind of, like, I, once again, maybe because I'm Canadian and there's not as many guns, like, we, like, I just don't understand how, like, at 17, once again, you put that into a factor, 
Uh, and I was trying to play both sides of the fence, right? Because it's like, okay, say he did. Let's use my expertise, which is like, I'm, a, I feel like I'm really good at reading people. And when I was watching in the courtroom, a lot of the stuff. So I'd be interested to watch that interview uh, to see if he's either just a not telling the truth about uh, like the know hows or B, if he's just like not able to explain it because he just knows how to do the actual fundamental training. Like, what do you think about that? Lux? Do you think it's uh, like a crocodile tears and lies or do you think it's just he just not no verbiage just here's how it's done um i mean one thing that i kind of guessed was that maybe he's had way more uh, experience or training with an ar-15 than they wanted to kind of let out in court or for him to even acknowledge because then it makes him look you know way more experienced so he's like yeah. really tactical which isn't going to look good to a jury mm -hmm. i thought that before but then uh yeah, I mean, he definitely knows what he was doing because that stuff is in you. It's not instinctual. You have to be in that situation over and over and over again to know that's what you need to do in a fraction of a second. So it's hard. Yeah, to that was just one of one of the wild things. And then like for like so that leads to like FBI training thinking for I don't know, I guess just myself. And then the FBI drone was just I was like. Is one plus one not equal to how many more ones do we need to get in here yeah. but it was it was just uh it, it kept going so it, but it was a good way to find out like just from the law perspective and uh he had brought into the uh, fact that the media was cherry picking facts which i'm uh very accustomed to knowing that that happens at a, at a wild scale scale basis i spent 10 years in the in the canadian media here uh kind of saw the the art from the, the death of the newspaper let's call it uh, where it just went into the digital world and that ha in we talk about in the Rittenhouse uh, episode as well where it's kind of like you saw all these checks and balances being removed from even the media like I'm a media lover uh, old school media lover because I grew up in it and I and we had local content and local newspapers and there was these two battling newspapers in Canada one for blue collar one for white collar and they all had these these views but it was all local content and then through time with the digital era, we saw the editors slowly get removed or the publishers first and then the editors. So these were people that people would write content. They take it to these editors who have like esteem in the community. People trust them. They, they respect them. They have to earn their way up there. They're removed now. And now there's like a digital system. And then you see a lot less like investigative journalism, which our newspapers used to do. And now you see like top 10 reasons why you need a dog to make yourself not be sad and you're like what this is the newspaper stuff we're getting now so it would just it that was where i kind of immediately started saying like well what's going on and well like i even said too i think you know when you mentioned something about uh how it went from paper to digital i mean i'm not necessarily saying it was done for the reason that i said it but it is definitely a benefit that uh once you print something and send it out i mean you really can't go up to the person's house and change it that just read it so maybe if they look at it again now we'll say something different online you can edit the fuck out of things and change them whenever you want. Right. And that, so, that, that to me, when you said that, it kind of just clicked with like, I, I don't want to keep going down like the, the, the whole <laughs> crazy, but like the Orwellian, the Orwellian thought of like, you can change words. If you can change history that you're in a dangerous place and not, a, not mention every other thing that we have. Um, the newspaper and all these media sources were once like really reputable sources that we used to be able to go to. But I don't know. Now that I'm like outside the matrix, it's like, I, I don't know if like you look back and say, was I just one of the people under the, <laughs> under the, the, the organization that was just doing my, my bit. Cause I don't even read, I don't even pay attention to, uh, 
with fucking Gateway Pundit and what was there? There was another one. There's like even certain news is that news sources that I used to use that I thought were like, you know, actually legit. And I even think that honestly, I hate to say it. I think they're part of the fucking bullshit itself. Yeah, it's really tough to believe it. Like the MK Ultra stuff uh, was one of the things I started uh, researching, which I found was like kind of a main ground. Because like I said, I, I walk a thin line in my community about what's uh, folklore and what's not. So I was like, well, let's go find some just open knowledge stuff like of class of declassified information. And the MK Ultra actually extends to Canada, and their biggest experiment was at McGill University, where they like made people go through depatterning, uh, through mass doses of LSD, where they break them down to like the most vegetative uh, fetal state, so they can rebuild them. And uh, spoiler alert, it didn't end up very well for anyone. Yeah. And it's uh, it, that kind of stuff just led you to say like, okay, well, what else is there in the in the world that that's going on what else is our, our government uh hiding and i guess it that's like i don't know that was a pretty steep staircase to go down because what's wild about the uh mk ultra stuff in canada is the fact that the u.s government <laughs> the reason why they did those experiments in canada was because you have different laws concerning like uh experimentation and human rights at the time so they were conscious, they knew, okay, well, we can't do this in the US, but if we go to Canada, and then it came out that, yeah, the, the Canadian government had essentially agreed to let them do that because those experiments there were uh, some of the most horrific experiments that they did at MK. I mean, keeping people awake for like 40, 50 days or putting them to sleep for 40, yeah. 50 days. Um, I've said this before, they convinced one guy that he killed his mother because they were doing these mental driving techniques, like you said, where they mm -hmm. would do someone LSD, do all of these crazy uh, uh, like um, hypnotic sessions. And this dude thought he really killed his mother. He went home after the experiment was over, saw his mother and was like, Wait, uh, thought we were dead. It took him three months to be convinced that he did not kill his mother. Yeah, that's wild to me. That really, really struck me. And if anyone wants to gain, even from, from my uh, community, thinks this is anything in the world of folklore, our news used to cover stuff. And we had a program called uh, The Fifth Estate, which was by the CBC, which is our uh, publicly run broadcast system. Uh, it's uh, that, that outlines it completely just like that. They have the interviews with some of the, the people from it, the, the children who they just can't remember that point in their life. And there's certain things that just stay with them forever. And that's once again in 1960. So I, I love how we like to fold the fact that we progress everywhere else in life, except for the areas that are like, like landing on the moon or whatever it is. Like, it's like, there, there's just so many things that it's like, we, we like, we're <laughs> look at our digital age. Like we're, <laughs> like we're literally expanding at, at a pace that we've never seen in the, in the history of humanity. Well, that we know about the history of known humanity. And then we um, are able to like regress in certain like, ah, we stopped MK Ultra. MK Naomi isn't a thing where we were using uh, TV frequencies and um, and subliminal messaging in commercials like that stopped when it was at 60 frames a second. So now that your TVs can go to 240, like we're definitely not sneaking in anything there. That's it's impossible. Yeah, you, know, it's, you know, me and Lux were kind of talking about this yesterday, I think over the phone. We were just bullshitting about uh, stuff that we were working on. We were talking about like how like stuff, even with technology, like you mean to tell me you got something out and out of space that can tell me what the fuck Jupiter is made out of, but you couldn't find <laughs> Bin Laden? 
<laughs> yeah, right. And this shit was sent out when in the seventies or eighties. You mean to tell yeah. me you have something still fucking working from then all the way out out of space, telling us what the fuck Jupiter is made out of? But you yeah. we can't find fucking somebody here. Get the fuck oh out. man, and that goes so right. deep. That goes so deep. Like with the Gateway Project, once again, like on the CIA's website, which is about like just astral projection and how to do it, no. and the fact that they've done it and found people, and then to know that we're like on a hunt that's costing all of us our, our livelihoods, uh, billions of dollars in, in our own money, uh, creating insane amounts of of like class warfare. It, it's crazy to know that like if we could, like, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. A little, <laughs> it, it, I, this is where I feel like I sound crazy to a lot of my friends because it's Not like, oh, here you go with your, oh, everyone's ruling everyone. I'm like, this is just like a source of corruption in, in almost every pocket. And once you see it in your own industry, uh, it's hard to unsee it. Like when you see it in media, you realize that media is one big pyramid scheme. Like when we're, yeah, I've had a few people tell me, I've had a few people tell me there was, I can't remember the name of the show. There was another show that uh, somebody was also in the media and there was a, I think I have a fan that uh, used to somehow be like involved with the media and they really do say it is fucked up. Yeah. Like you stick around long enough and you try to make a career out of that, you're going to realize shit is fucked up to some some extent yeah it's wild right right up to like uh just uh sponsored content like when people like people pay to have articles written by our journalists about their company so to know once again that's been going on forever now to think if like someone who makes billions and billions of dollars right now i'm, I'm blanking on a name but they they make billions of dollars right now, and they sponsor every single news show, every single thing. Is it that crazy to think that they're oh, putting out articles? I like know. it's sponsored content. So think about uh, if you do you know much about uh, Project Mockingbird? I I know a bit about it for sure. It's a, just short story. It's like uh, it was a project that the CIA was doing where they were inserting CIA agents into news networks, right? And um, it, this came out, it got like leaked to a senator or something. They had hearings about this, congressional hearings about the CIA infiltrating news networks. <laughs> and that, and they were like, oh, well, how many, uh, how many agents have you deployed? And the CIA director at the time was like, oh, well, I really can't remember off the top of my head. Definitely not Anderson Cooper. So yeah, flash forward to now and people would say, oh, well, they held these congressional hearings. There's no way that's still going on. They 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 stopped that years ago. Have you been paying attention to the Jesse Smollett trial? <laughs> because if it just came out in cross examination, I believe it was cross, where Jesse Smollett was in communication with Don Lemon <laughs> from CNN. Yeah, I saw that. Shit. <laughs> like, uh. so, and yo, the thing is, when you see this stuff on like Instagram or Twitter, I'm always like, yo, is this even real? And so I don't look into it too much mm -hmm. and that i think is a, is a huge 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 uh part of uh, of everything and i'm glad to hear a different perspective so been, like when i was thinking about like how to explain canada like i, I really didn't want to be too harsh on us because i think everything that we do comes from just the most honest of places and it's just like we've been like as a society we feel like we we are fundamentally accepting of everyone we feel all this stuff but then it like almost gets manipulated against us in context of this. And it was really refreshing to hear um, um, blanking on the name Shayla and Francis, I believe. Um, definitely not Francis. 
but uh, from your Canada podcast, Patriot, where oh, they were talking yes. about uh, what's going on in Alberta, and Alberta is kind of like the Texas of um, Canada. So we <laughs> we are like the oil nation. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about like equalization payments in Canada. Are you familiar with this? Like, so whoever makes money, we like split it up amongst the the country. So if Alberta's making a lot of money and maybe the, another uh, province isn't, we all pay towards this thing and then they kind of like communism. Yeah, but, just, isn't that socialism or communism? No, no, not at all. This is our liberal party of Canada. And if you say that, you're a Nazi. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, We can't explain the level of like how they it jumps. The money and then disperse it back out. I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's literally what we do. And it's funny because Alberta <laughs> is like the the provider. This is going to rub so many people the wrong way. But Alberta is, we make a lot of the money. And then the attack on oil seemed like the craziest. That was another eye-opening moment for me where we're in Alberta. We're making a lot of the money that's benefiting the whole country. And we see our government and other like uh, Biden administration try, trying to kill uh, safe transport of the oil instead of making it go on rail. And like all these things where you see like uh, derailings and oil spills. So they canceled the pipeline, and then you find out that in Canada, uh, Quebec and that side of the province or that side of the country gets their oil from Saudi Arabia, and BC and our side of the province gets, uh, or our side of the country gets their oil from China. And you're like, what? guys, we have the resource that we are going to be, like that's going to be making all of us money, and we're attacking it, we're vil villainizing it, we're saying that it's it's uh, dehumanizing the Aboriginal population, which is hilarious because we as a nation have they they have it like terribly here so it's just there's so many misappropriations with what we believe in as a culture versus what we all of a sudden are manipulated to kind of like when the children start getting found in the schools we're caring about it and we obviously care about it but now it's like almost turned into like a subservient culture where it's like do this you're doing your part and everyone's like oh let's quickly go do our part like stuff you're not doing your part. We're gonna villainize you. You it's should like, be shut right? down. Yeah, it's, it's like wild. Mr. Bees being told what to do. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Jim Brewer part. It's uh, the Jim Brewer uh, stand-up comedy. He does a four-minute bit on it. And he's like, they're like parakeets, like one mask, two mask. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's like you know what's so funny. I've, <laughs> I've actually used, I think, parrots or parakeets. Uh, you know, I've used that before, making fun of the left and the right, actually. Saying that you have, it's just both sides is repeating whatever they've been told to keep saying. You know, one you got, yeah, the, the whole yeah. shit with the masks, mm -hmm. and then on the right you got fucking hold the line. You know, <laughs> old fucking stupid little fucking the plan. Yeah, yeah all whatever that, it is. It, yeah, yeah, it's like you're just all parroting each other. Oh, if you know, you know. All those stupid fucking little things that the, it, it's like you're a bunch of parrots. That drives me insane, and that's where I was like, where I kind of started my my quest, I guess, or whatever. Is like I don't identify as anything like i really don't i don't mean to sound uh idealistic or anything but i don't identify as the left or the right i've been I've pressured my whole life to vote. to vote in this system and they're like you it's your right to vote people died for your right to vote i'm like well people also then in turn died for my right not to vote for something i don't believe in and don't trust in and want to see a change in so why would i put any type of vote to anything of a corrupt system so with that mentality i just i i, I found myself in a in a weird kind of a place but i feel like there's a lot of people in that place they just don't know how to express themselves and then everyone gets pulled into these poles of like oh that sounds like a q honor i'm like whoa i was just talking about operation paper whatever it is like there's real things that are just really 
easily findable, but it almost begs the question is like, are we all watching the same movie? Like, yeah. it, it cracks me up too, because the, you know, you'll hear these, uh, especially on the news. It's like just constant now is that, um, in one sentence, they'll say, well, you know, sex is, is, uh, it's amorphous and, and, you know, uh, whatever you feel is, is now your gender, right? So you're not binary and they're embracing this idea of, you know, people expressing having, uh, you know, different genders than they actually are biologically. And then in the next sentence, they'll say, <laughs> they'll make absolutes. Like, oh, well, this person was a white supremacist or this yeah, person yeah. wasn't like, so <laughs> you just told me about how like, people can just, be like, here's what to think. Stop thinking. <laughs> go back to Netflix. Like right. it's literally, I feel like people just stop even trying. And that's what's frustrating in, in Canada or, or, or anywhere, I guess it sounds like, is it's just all these real tough topics are wrapped around bad issues. And, and like, as soon as you try to get into that layer, oops, you've offended the trans community or oops, you've offended oh. the left or oops. You've, and I'm like, I'm just, I don't, I don't, I'm not QAnoner. I'm not a, like a vaccine. Like, let's shut everything down. I just want to talk about like, let's just basic history. We've seen some of this stuff before. Like, why can't we, why is that all like out of the realm of conversation now? So, you, know, you, know, you know, how I even think is, is weird. And, you know, anybody who goes on any type of social media besides Twitter or Instagram, uh, you know, like a Gab or CloudHub or like other alternative sites like that. Um, when you go into any type of like really any uh, conspiratorial group, they're all like just QAnon shit though. Mm -hmm. Like, like I've, I've even said to Lux, I was like, is there like a site that we could put our stuff up that isn't always in Q shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I really don't know any fucking site I can go that isn't bombarded with that that stuff though yeah. to where if you're saying anything different than that you're actually sound completely different for conspiracy theories mm. and it's yeah. fucked and i think it's fucked up a lot of shit because of that and it, it really has and uh i'd be curious to know your opinion on the empty internet theory or even what lux was talking about with project mockingbird who's to say like i my joke was tyranny is woke now right like it's learned to evolve like we all have as humans as people as thoughts as uh Simple, whatever it is, we all evolve, and tyranny has evolved just in the same way. So, what's to say, um, like what you guys were saying? Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I, I, one thing that I was thinking of you know, that we were just, uh, yeah, we we're talking about Mockingbird and and MK. I think it's important for everyone to just, you know, it's it's not a conspiracy. So yeah. it's it's a fact um, that these things happened, and they probably are still happening right now. I don't have the documents to pull out of my ass to prove it, but we can see the we can see it all around yeah. us, right? The Scott show is yeah, it. and there, if you do, it'll be changed in the three weeks from the internet or taken down. So because they, what they've done, like you said, they have progressed, they've gotten better, and now instead of doing MK experiments on a small group of people, they're doing it against an entire population because you know they're telling you what to think. They're make they are controlling your mind. There is no independent thought. And they contradict each other themselves all the time. You know, they'll say, well, we shouldn't, what, these people trying to build a wall and, you know, in, at Texas, in Mexico, these people are racists. Mm -hmm. But yet they're telling us that we should be, we shouldn't be concerned about our border. But yet the U.S. is posturing now to defend Ukraine's border? 
Yeah. Against the wrestlers. Of course. Right. Hey, that's the right there's... thing to do. Do you do you agree with do you agree with invasion, Lux? Is that what right, you're about? Right. Like it's wild and it's crazy. Some... And that's uh what I was saying. What were you saying, Patriot? I saw some uh <laughs> sorry, some crazy shit on um it was like the local news channel, I think Spectrum One. Or it could be confusing. Maybe it was a thing for the whole country, but I'm almost positive it was like some kind of like spending plan that they were proposing for New York to give to like Afghan refugees or somebody like that. Some group of refugees like money. And I'm like, yo, like, don't we got our own fucking citizens fucked up right now? And you're 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 trying to come up with some million billion it's it was bill, millions of dollars I think it was like two or three million I could be wrong, whatever it was in the millions of dollars of money that they want to you know hand out to these people and I'm like you but you got your own citizens, fucked up, and you're just like yeah come over and take this too, what the fuck is that all about man I don't understand this concept coming from the corporate world even even being given the money that they're saying that they want to give on the fucking TV. You know what I mean? Like, what? It just because none of it makes fucking sense. I I told my wife. I said I would rather believe that they're actually stealing that money and putting it in, own, in their own pockets. Because at least they're <laughs> yeah, right. Just tell us at least. You know, but then then believe that they're actually handing it over to motherfuckers that are just jumping over here. Like, oh, okay, I'll take some free money. Thank yeah. you. Like that makes no fucking sense to me. Especially yeah, from the corporate world where everything's like audited, like working in two Fortune 500 companies, that like things are audited. So it's like, do we not have like these are publicly elected officials? Do we not have a public auditing system? Like, oh, 229 million uh, or 1.9 trillion dollars of taxpayers' money. Can we find out where that's going instead of just saying like we're going to take care of healthcare? And it's like healthcare gets like a hundred thousand. Israel, eighteen billion. It's like what the like, you know what I mean? Like what? Whoa, 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 whoa! Like, like let's break this down. And is there any way? But we're just supposed to trust the system, elected officials. You, you do get your choice because you get to vote the people in office who will totally do everything right. It's just, it's almost, it just seems hypnotic, which is kind of what led me to you guys. And I, I guess my question would be, is I will have a whole bunch, but. I wanted to get into this world and like, say, even go into one of these uh, secret sides, whatever you guys want to call it. But I just felt like I saw, like, I'm too cynical. I see the pyramid scheme everywhere. Like there's people at the top that will not allow people slightly below to do anything. Same in corporate. You can't get a job. You can't get a uh, raise unless you know how to play ball for the company. If you're not playing ball for the company. You're just going to stay where you are. And until you get learned how to play that game, you'll get your promotions. You'll get your raise. And it's like, well, is that everywhere in life? Is that secret societies? And I really identified with you guys pretty much calling that out within both your stories. So uh, I guess the question being from that is like, where, what was enough? What was your number that you guys were just like, enough's enough? And then when you came back, how did you deal with the fact that zero people are aware of this? Like, You can go first look. Um, I mean, there were way too many signs. Uh, that I ignored to be totally honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, even, but you know, you're gonna make yourself believe what, what you <laughs> you're on do. a quest. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're on a your own uh, RPG quest, you know. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, I, I saw so much, and then just realizing that the documents that I was seeing in some of um, some of our curriculum had names of other secret societies in them. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, I thought I was in the Golden Dawn. So I could tell that these, you know, were connected to other secret societies and inquiring about it. I got no answers. It was vague and hidden. 
And uh, I just said, well, I, I, I'm not going to keep going down a road. I don't know. So I decided to look into the names of the secret societies that were in our documents. Um, and they were essentially inner orders that led to uh, philemic magic, which is what I had expressly told the Golden Dawn that I did not want um, to study. So the, like you said, it's a pyramid scheme. The further you go up, like when you first get in, they say, oh, no, 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 no. You know, uh, it, we're not connected to anybody else. We're our own thing. Golden Dawn, that's it. But the more you go up, you realize that's absolutely not true. And, uh, you know, I felt deceived, so I decided to get out. And it's really funny because I, not many people that I'm close to even really know about the Secret Society experience. Because when I had gotten out, okay, I had a good friend of mine I've known for 30 years. And I said, you know, it was stressful. It's like a big secret that you, you have to like hide from people. And I sat him down and I was like, dude, I just want to talk to you because I just, I need to talk to someone about this. And I told him and he didn't believe me. I was like, well, what, what? You've like never been through it. <laughs> I, I went and got the curriculum and put it down in front of his face. And he was like, yeah, I, I just, okay. I don't, I don't really even really want to talk about this. Yeah. It was just like that blew my mind. And from there, I really didn't talk about it with anyone. Wow. And, and that is kind of how, like your understanding of what happened is kind of my grade nine assumption of religion. It's like I was raised a pretty like steadfast Catholic. And then you're like, oh, why are you teaching me about other religions? You're telling me all these other people are enemies and wrong and they, like they're stupid. Like there's some pretty smart people in these things. So we're, we're going to call them dumb. So I was that like the question of just like, why is there everything else? My question for you though, is like, so when, so would that lend to the, uh, like, let's just play a devil's advocate for people who are like anti, let's pretend you're that guy. Like, are, cause you saw so many uh, different secret societies. Would you think that's more of a rabbit hole trail to keep people at bay? And there still is a secret society that is like one above all that maybe all the pyramids lead up into, or would you rather say that like, it's just a forever rabbit hole to keep the enlightened ones to never find their, their purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the main reason for why I had left uh, the OTO. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say just for you, like your listeners, um, I never felt a hundred percent comfortable even when I first started going to begin with. Uh, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of Crowley. Uh, I thought he was a, you know, uh, an occult genius, but I also thought he was a degenerate. So I wasn't putting him up on a pedestal, you know, and that wasn't happening. So the OTO was just like, well, it's convenient. It's close to me than anything else. You know, the Golden Dawn, there wasn't anything near me. It was already, uh, I mean, it was, but it was a lot farther. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really worth it for me to go that far out. And uh, I just dealt with that. And even when I first went there, I knew just from, and I hate to say it, 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 it wasn't so much from people's looks. Because, like, if you were to see me, depending on what day, you might think I'm a completely different person. Because I just, I dress differently sometimes. I mean, look at this shit. <laughs> I, mean, but, uh, I love that, man. Don't <laughs> I hate being fit into a box. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, so... But um, going by like the things that you hear people say, the conversations, you know, just the way they, they talk about their personal life. You know, I knew that I was around people that I, you know, very left and liberal, you know, uh, leftist ideology, you know, or very emotional or very um, 
like victims to their own mind type of people, really the best way to say it. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. We have one word. That's American too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I already, I already felt like I was just like, this, this, this isn't a, these aren't the type of people I would just normally even socialize with, like, you know, in my regular life. So I was always like wondering like, how long would I just stay anyway? And then I ended up staying for a while, but, uh, I started to have my own magical experiences and it really started to make me realize that the image and the people there, um, and because of how things are handed down and not completely true, it really does put you in the atmosphere to never know what real magic is, you know, to really never know who you really are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or how powerful a person that you are really inside. Uh, you will not find any of that out. I don't think, uh, honestly, in those places. You know, I think it's more of to sigh out people that might be trying to. Totally. Which leads me perfectly into my, my question about it is as someone who doesn't want to go into something, but there's people out there that want to go on that quest for themselves, like that have realized that their consciousness is not like just that. And like, you know what I mean? There's people that yeah. start that quest, but now knowing everything I know about media, about algorithms, about fake uh, misinformation, fake content, like who puts what out? Is that a government guy writing the, the book on the Kabbalah, whatever it is, the tree of life, whatever I want to learn. How do you guys sort through content now to, to kind of figure out what, to use whether it be magic whether it be understanding uh we talked about the kabbalion quickly uh, yeah, before yeah, the show yeah. started like what would be your suggestion to people wanting to break free of this matrix but like feel like everything's controlled uh i'll go first uh lux if you don't mind um you know the kabbalion i think is a great book i mean this is a perfect example of like what i would suggest uh that's very like it's a non-denominational thing it's not picking a specific uh you know by gods or, or names or anything it's really just about yourself you know polarity and learning about that um i mean there's some things out there i mean i'm not going to say the names of the books and the authors but there is some stuff that i do think that like you know there's a, a book on the kabbalah that i still use for you know info for our show or sometimes when i have like my own experience like through meditation i might you know look in there and be like oh, does that remind me of something i thought i read a while ago um, that there is stuff out there for magic that is very much more of like non-denominational. Um, there's a book that I use. I mean, the guy even shits on Crowley a few times in showing how it went wrong, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of took that as uh and it wasn't like in a way to like, you know, like he's trying to make a name off shitting on Crowley. I just thought it was very honest. You yeah, know I appreciate I, people that can walk both yes, sides of the yes, fence, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. uh, you know, I, there is stuff out there for that, but I mean, really the biggest thing uh if you want to really get into that i hate to say it as as boring as it sounds learn to meditate that is the first and foremost thing you're going to need to do and that's what's going to bring you anywhere have any magical experiences in my opinion you're going to have to learn how to meditate you 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 have to uh start you know looking with your eyes closed you know what I'm saying? You got to mm -hmm. shut off the world, shut off the bullshit that's in front of you and actually start listening to what's going on inside. So that's only going to happen for meditation, in my opinion. In, yeah, in, in a way that you want it to happen. I do think MK Ultra is actually taking occult practices and making it happen on people. Yeah. And that there's so many different like trains of thought. My mind is just so ruined. 
And it's like through like different books, like I've been reading a couple books and or listening to a couple audiobooks, and you almost hear uh, like, and I don't want to use the word narrative openly, but you hear a narrative that you've heard a thousand times before. And you're like, why is this in an ancient book from the, from like 2000 years before? Like, you know what I mean? This doesn't make sense for it to be like, we're talking, like there's people talking about like a lot of like current day left, whatever the ideal uh, stuff is in the books. And I'm like, is now is this, uh, tainted stuff how do you take what you're listening to re uh real which lends to the conversation with everyone like we just don't know anymore and that makes everyone more skeptical and they'll just go with that group mentality which is kind of uh i don't want to cut lux off but which is what i wanted to get to with that Mateus dermot study which i don't think we talked about while we were live right no lux, you um, still yeah one thing i was just gonna say uh real quick uh, for people yeah, it's, it's difficult to find truth now. Um, it's really important to keep your mind in a state of where you are have belief in something, but you're not willing, or but you're willing to let go of that belief as soon as it's proven wrong. And you have to entertain contradictory information to your belief as well. You know, mm -hmm. you, have, you have to entertain both sides and you can't become too entrenched to believe that all the things that you know are true because they aren't. So um, love that. I, I would definitely say that as for people who are out there who are maybe trying to look into the occult or people who want to find uh, more information about esoteric stuff um, or magical systems, it's a, a very dangerous road to go down uh, if you're just kind of picking any book out of the library that you want or <laughs> because it's it's just riddled with so much uh, inaccuracies or falsehoods some on purpose and some by accident uh, but i would say through the through all the studying that i've done um, i would suggest to people if you are interested in esoteric stuff and you want to hear someone who was a critic and did not believe in spiritualism esoteric uh, you know, things, check out the book In Search of the Miraculous. Um, it's by Peter Opinski. It was like 1915 or 1918 or something that was written, I think. But anyway, he uh, he follows this guy named George Gurchiff, which is, uh, he was a Indian sage and mystic. And uh, he pretty much goes to Gurchiff because he, he wants to kind of disprove this because he's a reporter. Um, he wants to try and disprove what, you know, these claims were about Gurdjieff. And it's just a really fascinating look into the occult because uh, like we tell people all the time, you know, it's, it's, if you don't believe in the occult, that's fine because, <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't, I can believe that electricity doesn't exist, but it doesn't mean that electricity doesn't exist. Yeah. Just cause you haven't seen it. It's like the Plato's cave allegory, right? I don't know if you're familiar with that, where yeah. they're talking about like, just, you, just cause you haven't been outside doesn't mean the outside doesn't exist. Like, Right. Uh, but just to case. quickly uh, bring up that's funny that you say that i'm gonna i'm gonna check out this book right now because that's exactly how i went down the crazy hole I, i'm like just down the the search for everything because it, and it started ironically with flat earth and that was where, where like i realized and just because i wanted to entertain that idea of understanding it that was my when i'm gonna learn about it or whatever it is the theories on it instead of just mocking it and shutting it off i wanted to walk down that path 100 percent so then you can say what we were saying before is like, maybe the flat earth 
theory, because once again, this is going to sound tough for a lot of people. No one can definitively prove either and exactly how everything is, right? Like as close as every theory gets, like we're still playing this game, but that's the game that everyone's stuck in is there's, there's NASA space. We're hurtling through space at a gazillion miles an hour uh, at different rotational gravitational speeds, but all the stars are the same in the sky since the beginning of time. Don't worry. That's light year stuff, science stuff. Don't like, there's all that, like the science has figured it out for you. And then there's flat earth on the thing. Like uh, you guys are crazy. There's a dome above us. And somewhere in between, instead of just conversing and realizing like, Oh my God, NASA's doing some really shady shit. Operation Paperclip, like they were literally funded by Nazis. Like that's how they started and, and, and got a lot of their technology. What does that mean? No, can't say that. It's anti-Semitic. Like, so it, it was just so many uh, different points. And instead of just asking like, because that would be a big deal if we just said like, how much funding are we giving NASA every year? And what are they doing with it? And like, are a lot of the stuff they say, not to say space is fake, relax, just, but let's say, what are they doing in certain areas? Once again, this goes back to like auditing. And just being a normal person in a normal company, but it's that's lost. Mm. Yeah. So that's my little quick take on on like uh, on what you were saying about like people being uh, like not able to walk both sides of the fence. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? If you can't if you can't say like go look through the eyes of even Alex Jones, it like that's the thing. Anything he says, my my philo philosophical thing is if a, if a racist makes a sound in the forest, does he make a sound like? We can't disprove just because of the source that anything is, is false. And if you can't walk that line and walk your line, then you're just as bad as the person you're arguing against. Yeah, I think that whole, uh, you know, all that stuff's been you know, made. You've all been made to be divided like that. The whole, you know, two-party paradigm. You know, I think like, you know, I always say odd man, I think said it the best. You know, both wings got to flap for that bird to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that a lot of that's been done on purpose just to split people up. Like yeah. we were talking about before with the anxiety, we're just, you know, it's constant separation like the last year and a half and with different ways, masks, backs, or political party, you know, everything is a constant division lately. It's nuts. And yeah. I did want yeah. to get into that if you guys are among people. Yeah. I did want to get into that, uh, the Mateus Dermot uh, study or uh, or conversation he's been on Aubrey Marcus and a couple different uh, podcasts where he was uh, he's a, a, psycho a psychology professor from Ber uh, Belgium and he's been kind of studying everything kind of understanding different things and he thinks this is a, a, a state of mass formation is what we're seeing and that's the psychological state that we enter and it's when these certain qualities these four qualities enter society it kind of becomes this breeding ground and one of them is um the the just being like feeling like you're alone like uh kind of the isolation lack of social bond uh the, that life is meaningless uh senseless that there's this uh free-floating anxiety and free-floating anger and aggression which is like when there's a line in front of you you have a very focused sense of uh, understanding like the fight or flight is this is what's attacking me when it's free-floating there's just a sense of anxiety and frustration and anger and, and all this in the air. So when those four come together, people are become like kind of open to, to what's going on. And if somebody comes in with a constant and what seems to be a, a populist uh, kind of narrative or story with the enemy, the anxiety identified, and then the solution to the identified, when people not only just start to, to go with it, they start to get their social bond back. 
They start to feel that sense of meaning and it gets them through really tough times together, which is what we saw uh, in, in, in Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union. And he goes further and says, like when they interviewed some of the people that were living under uh, the Blitzkrieg in London, they said that was some of the happiest times they were. And us looking back at that, how can we even imagine that that was a happy time? But they had that sense of community. They knew who the enemy was. They knew exactly what was coming at them. So it just lends to the, the a little bit better of an understanding of human psychology. Like, cause I always think everyone's going crazy and. No, it's being of, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny before that you had mentioned about how like, people are, you know, on two sides of the whole, you know, there's like one side or the other. Uh, I can even say with, um, I'm a perfect example of that. I think, uh, like the whole flat earth thing. I believe in the dome, but I'm not sure if the earth is still flat. Totally. You know so it's like uh, could be hollow could be flat. Yeah, like there's yeah, a bunch I, of things. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? So, I mean, that's just a perfect example of, I was thinking of that like meeting in the middle. That's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you exactly. Know? And that brings me to another weird thing. A fortnight is like, cause you guys had mentioned fortnight on your podcast uh, before about uh, the Travis Scott, uh, metaverse kind of concert and i thought that was really cool and i think that just goes above everyone and i came as a streamer in my community i was streaming video games as a 34 year old adult it was awesome but it was just uh, through that i got like i started playing games with, with a lot of my friends and kids and i'm like there's a lot of crazy stuff in these games and fortnite just like yesterday day before released a new update and it's like a world in a dome where they where it's like there's a, a earth and it's a flip of the earth and it's this big circle and it looks like it's almost floating and it kind of almost made me think of like immediately like that uh as above so below yes. and then the same yeah. like the dome was there because i'm with you i like i i think there's a dome i'm like almost convinced there's a dome mm -hmm. but everything else about it i like i don't know like i i just like the funness of it if, like that means if flat earth that means aliens could just come from outside the dome like a neighboring dome or like underneath from the we don't know what the depth is. It's just it, it lends to like imagination. Uh, but I, think I, about uh, you know, maybe you don't know because uh, maybe a lot of people don't know. There is a thing you know they call there's the Kabbalah, which is kind of like uh, much more like you know uh, you know much more just with you know Jews. And then there's the Hermetic Kabbalah, which is where it starts getting into like now all like the magical attributes and all those mm -hmm. extra things. You know, and we have hermetic engines in our fucking refrigerator and our fucking air conditioner. It's a sealed engine, sealed with the dome. You know? That I mean, I don't know. I mean, even with that, shit like that, even Crowley had a thing in his uh, Stella, you know, a revelation. You know, new wheat is representing a dome. You know, so, I mean, I, I definitely do, uh, I do buy that. And I think that if people were to entertain that scary fucking idea it is it might it might make more sense about why or what's going on in the world right now you know why do why do volcanoes have lava could it be from the pressure when you start burning fucking california down like fucking crazy if we're in a dome that smoke's got to go somewhere right yeah people might have lung issues and fucking die yeah there's so many questions and that's the thing if you don't if we don't even know about it don't even ask questions about it and that's where it's frustrating with my my opinion of the scientific community is like, I thought that was the point. We're just going to constantly uh, like challenge ourselves and just keep going with, 
with the platter the one that got me was the rainbow like how rainbows take the shape of the container that they're in or how that like how they do it so it's like there's the dome shape and then every like rocket launch you see just seems to go in that arc shape and then it's uh, er, er, there's just questions for me and once again does that definitively prove everything yeah. no but the fact that it's mocked and now we see the rise of like scientific celebrities would you call him like neil tyson degrasse like that guy's awesome everyone's like no trust me i watched neil tyson degrasse tell me how flat earthers should be put in camps <laughs> and you're like whoa this yeah is, this is crazy but, like, and what's funny about him too is that uh a lot of people don't know how much he's talked about simulation theory you know i he went on really? a a pretty extensive lecturing tour and uh they bring it up multiple times and he openly says that what we see when we look at the distance between planets when we look we keep seeing all of this computer code pop up as far as numbers that are reoccurring that would most likely suggest the same way that a, a augmented reality would be uh constructed using binary computer code and <laughs> what we're like literally like in, and they're like the metaverse right it. it's all fake but you know metaverse. what i'm gonna add and, and i'm saying this because actually a fan of ours i'm gonna give him a shout out right now uh multi mikey 81 this guy comments he watches all our stuff he just he recently found us and he brought up something that i've even said and even thought he's talking about nuclear tests that would explain the mushroom cloud you know and then and then and then if, if you want to believe that what is that really about? Are you shooting something to the dome? You know, or is it an explosion hoping that it's creating pressure to maybe break it? I've even wondered if we have two political parties where it's just one just wants to keep it up and one wants to break it down. Yeah, just I, like that fucking show under the dome, Stephen King's. Yeah, there's so many like examples of it. And quickly on that, though, like a lot of the actually I'll, I'll circle back to because I want to get the dome thing. Because people will even go as far as like understanding that in the dome, it, like for everyone out there is like, you guys are crazy. The, like, don't think of what you consider an atmosphere, which is like a, a like a whatever you want to call it. Don't think of a dome. Dome's bad word, bad word. Like an atmosphere that we all know exists. And we're saying like that there's holes in the own zone, global warming, whatever you whatever you believe already. Understand what shape that would be in if it was a, a sphere. Like it would just be a circular dome or encapsulation so mushrooms. is everything so crazy why are mushrooms considered sometimes like so sacred because it grows up and then fucking just like the dome you can't go any farther mushrooms are awesome like the, that was my, that was the first thing like at a young age that was where i almost just like i don't want to say it was mushrooms my parents are gonna watch this but the like it on uh the like psychedelics were the first time that i was able to get out of the the system and understand i'm like holy crap like at like at 19 we're being marched into into like a hundred thousand dollars of student debt but they won't give me a five thousand uh, dollar loan to start a business like we're being marched before our brains are even developed to go ahead and tell everyone what we want to be when we grow up just to impress people and then have that <laughs> depression of not exceed uh not doing that when you realize oh why i hate this like this is not filling me up so it's just that rat race mentality that we're literally bred to do and it, i don't know it makes everyone uh not want to sit outside the norm just go back to their kind of comfortable lives because things aren't bad like i think people even like they're stuck at home like they're complaining canada here is like how bad is it we got like netflix and and everything like that so it, it's <laughs> we had tiger king yeah yeah, yeah. right 
Which is what I wanted to uh, bring up about the the Netflix and the Stephen King comment you said is we see all this stuff in in media that like whenever I bring up any of my fun stuff, everyone's like, oh, like Black Mirror or oh, like Squid Games or oh, like this. So I want to know, is that purposely done, do you feel? Or is it people capitalizing on on money, like saying like, oh, this is what all these people think or it'll be fun? Because to me, everything just seems a little like, is it predictive programming? Is yeah. it just so people would laugh at it and say that's entertainment? What's What do you guys think about that? Think about what we we just did it too. Uh, they, I mean, they put things out in, in the public and media, you know, to tell the story so far or what's going to happen next or the reality of things, you know, it's like kind of, but they hide it in a weird way. Like people think that the matrix isn't telling any truth to it, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of really occulted information in the matrix, but we just did it just now. They even do it with words, right? We were talking about earth and whether it was flat or it was circular. And we use the word atmosphere, right? Well, what if you break down that word, what's it telling us? At most, sphere. at most, it's a sphere. At most, sphere. So yeah, if you want to do <laughs> stuff like that, look into the box saga. Uh, Andy from Deep Share has some good stuff on that. That is where, and I truly do believe, and uh, I think me and Lux were talking about this also yesterday. Talked about a lot of stuff yesterday. Uh, that... I think like how we break them down, like a, a word with the syllables and stuff. No, uh, what am I trying to get at? Two stone. Um, basically, like he said, atmosphere. Those could actually be separate let separate words in themselves stuck together. Exactly. On the box saga, you know, kind of it, it's like a whole thing about like how you know speech is really kind of not being presented or said correctly. You know, the phonetics of it actually yeah, hold more it, more it, to it, it than, than actual yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I had that on my second episode. We were talking about that, and the guy said, even down to the word spelling, spell. Like I was like, well, it's just like there's a lot of stuff that if you break down the phonetics to it, it's like, well, even yeah. that. So that's where I like really wanted to to like. That's where I just I'm like I pull down. I want to learn everything about that to kind of understand. But you understand that's just going to be like a forever journey of things you put away on with the. Uh, with trying to figure out how to do your best, which is why I really appreciated you guys on uh, Sam Tripoli because I feel like more people just need to, like just if you explain your experience, like that's why I was so stunned with Lux. Uh, he just shared what he went through. And for people to discount that, so everyone who thinks like everything we're talking about is crazy, like these gentlemen went through the secret societies. They've been through initiation. They've been, so when you even say they don't even exist, that's that's a tough one to talk about, right? That's, that's it's, so I think through sharing stories and just, letting everyone know your perspective it really helps paint a normalcy uh, on what is perceived as as lunacy yeah you know and i'll even add and i've gotten this from a, a lot of fans recently and i don't know if it's because maybe people are just not as worried to come out and talk about it maybe more people are listening to us but i have been getting uh you know even like this this one dude i've been talking to uh, recently I, i'll call him i think he goes by nobody that's the name that's the name he uses uh he doesn't practice magic, but we've both had the same experiences in different ways. You know, and I think just sometimes maybe like when we talk about our own personal experiences with magic and just and stuff like that, I've uh, been noticing people who don't do it coming to me and telling me like, I kind of understand what you're saying, but it, I found it this way, you know? And it was like, it's just really weird how I, I do think uh, if maybe we did entertain these ideas more often, we might see a lot more people, you know, having a, you know, a connection or an understanding, really. 
You know, if they, if, if they want to drop their ego and think like, oh, this sounds silly for me to even entertain, you know, go, go back to a kid, be, be, mm -hmm. be a kid for a couple of minutes and have an imagination. Totally. You know, and they start questioning, like, you know, have I just been told a bunch of bullshit since I popped out and just, been, and just been made to keep telling myself these natural, authentic thoughts or lies. Yeah. How do I fit in? How do I impress my dad? My dad doesn't think that's real or so I better not think that's real. And that just grows it and that's how you literally develop your brain and uh I, I i love what you said and kind of break that down even to what we're saying with the phonetic stuff is like through our words we're kind of breaking the spell in, in a certain manner because uh there was like my dad was very like like and i don't want to say oblivious but dad come on when we started this a lot of this stuff i was like look what's about to happen and then everything i was saying was happening and he's like well just a coincidence it's not happening <laughs> to the point where i'm like soon i'm not going to be able to go into grocery stores dad because i almost died of lung issues and he's like well that's not going to happen so it, with, with canada so it's like it, it's uh everything's just kind of like the goalposts keep getting moved and everyone keeps bringing it back so i think through his understanding of what happened to me and i had two pulmonary embolisms that almost ended my life like two years ago uh, in my lungs. I'm a very athletic uh, soccer player. I keep in shape really well. So it, that really shut me down. So I just had a longer wait to see if my tests, like, to see if everything's ready for me for, for whatever that thing that I don't, don't want to say. And I'm getting chastised. Like I'm like a QAnon or like, that's what I get really frustrated into all this where I'm like, and I almost feel like I have this, this, this victim mentality now where I'm like, I'm going to prove you where I, I've just dropped that and said, like, if people don't understand lunacy, like the best I can say is the people who started uh, all through the history of time, the people who mandated people and segregated people and shut them down and made them feel uh, humiliation were never the good guys. So uh, that's how I sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I told this uh, story to a New York Patriot the other day. This is really funny. Like, uh, just to show how heavy the programming is that they, they put into people. Um, and I have this friend, right? And for years, this guy has been huge into the, uh, conspiracy of the moon. So he believes, oh, we haven't been to the moon. He believes that there are bases on the moon. This motherfucker's got all of these crazy, like tower pictures of there being shit on the moon. And I got into it really, I was like, man, this is interesting. I was like, this is, this could be real. And, you know, he spent years talking about this conspiracy. And the other day he hit me up and invited me to a party, but told me that I couldn't come unless I got the vaccine because he just got it. And if I don't trust the science, then we, he can't, the I can't come to his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know, you could say he can have such an open mind about one thing, you know, really entertaining a pretty, you know, that's a, a hard pill to swallow for moon stuff, you know, because yeah. it's not a well, conspiracy you hear too much about, but then to believe just the fact that there's no conspiracy around COVID is like, yeah. just, that's, where you, that's where you start to think. It's like, that's why I love that Mateus Dermot made me feel normal and calling it like have a mass formation. Like a, it's a group hypnosis. It almost seems because in that study that they did, they put three groups in one was like completely hypnotized. One was like, a uh, majority hypnotized with a few, like some non-hypnotized. And then the third group was non-hypnotized people. And the non-hypnotized people, like when they were fed the lies, they're just like, oh yeah, that that's a lie. And they like talked it out and they had it. And then the people in the hypnotized group, uh, obviously were hypnotized. And then the people in the middle, the people that weren't hypnotized were immediately just 
by the group of it. So when they put them all together, it was growing in the number of the the hypnotized would because people didn't want to they don't want to seem stupid within the group because there'd, there'd be mocking. And then at the end, it was realized that the more people that just sit and talk just normal because they're not hypnotized by whatever it is has a exponential effect. Because if you wake one person up with your train of thought, they'll go wake someone else up. And even with my dad on the mandates thing, like he's fighting for me now, even though he's pro uh, vaccine, he's anti shutting people down into camps and taking them out. Like what's happening in Australia is wild to me. And people are like, good, don't worry. Like this is nothing like concentration camps. They can tan. And you're like, what? Can they leave? Like, is any, what are we doing? Right. Like, it's nuts, man. But yeah, it's uh, it's just good to see, like like I said, the chain effect, cause and effect, as they as they say in in the other books. But it's uh, that's why it was just funny to say, like when you, you you lead people down, that's why the same thing was happening with the with the Rittenhouse guy. It's like so you believe that the government is like is not maybe always truthful, right? So it's like in this specific case, they can't be not truthful. It's like it's just all of a sudden like evaporated the possibility. So that's where I I just wanted I hope through my show, through everything, through your guys, like through people just taking in content and understanding that like there's whole, but there's 7 billion points of view at here. We're hearing from three or four that is being told like, that's it. Yeah. And if you don't fit in these boxes, beat it, bud. I mean, I think right. I've even said that to, to Lux before. And I'm sure I've even said it on the show. I mean, you have, you know, don't even take our word for anything. Just, just think Holy like it's a possibility of something else than what you've been believing, you know, your whole life. You know, it doesn't have to be what we're saying. Just think different or try to. Yeah, we don't even exist. This is all fake. You know what I mean? If you think about that and like I, I everything that I learned now, it's a late later in my life. I figured that I just like stories, Harry Potter, whatever it is. I put that on my own lens of, of like how that is like the hero journey, the all the religions talk about that, like inner awakening. It's all kind of the same stuff. So if you were to believe that, like all these people in your life, like if it's all one consciousness and it's all one energy, then in some way, shape or form, manipulated or not, you're part of my life. Like the fact that we just randomly had this going on out of nothing, like yeah. it, that just happened. And that yep. is now going to evolve and create its own new uh, era of possibilities. And I think that is exactly need to go. You know, how that works though. So it's amazing, you know, and, and it, me and Lux even say a lot of times, we were saying it today, you know, when we go to cover our shows, like half the time we we, we have the idea, we, we toss around a few things, and then it, it just always ends up that like, we'll we'll share things too that we're digging into with each other, but we always end up like covering stuff like I missed or I didn't even really know much about. He did, you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. Yeah. It just always works like whenever we pick a topic that we're excited to do it always fucking happens that way it's very weird it's like yeah i mean we don't even necessarily talk about what we're going to cover on the subject we do like rough outlines and then for some yeah. reason we'll we never crazy shit that we're not even telling the other one about yeah. like, right. Right. i have three like, pages of notes because that's just what i do you know what i mean it's like we even got i don't care right it's just the way it's uh, the evolution of consciousness and conversation that's my favorite part about about talking to people and just i don't know what, one thing i wanted to I wanted to throw in there real quick i saw a comment from uh from Mikey, he was saying, <laughs> this is totally off topic, but it had me cracking up. He was saying that the worst guy is about the, like the dual mindset of, you know, being a 
is the worst guys are the hardcore kids and like the punk scene. And he's, oh. he is so true because like they have this idea of being hardcore or like anti-government and all of this, you know, uh, like straight edge. I'm not going to eat any meat. And it's so predominant in those, in those scenes. But now I cannot tell you, I grew up in that scene. I cannot tell you how many of the people I know who grew up in that scene too are like pushing this vax when like a decade ago they were like protesting in front of big pharma with like an anti-flag oh, shirt man on. one of your uh <laughs> followers ruined uh one of my favorite bands and i'm a little upset with him i can't remember who it is but i followed him on uh, on instagram and he had a meme on today that was uh, the rage against the machine leader and it's like fuck yeah i will do what you tell me and i was like oh no don't tell me rage no, as well and then i bad. dug into rage and i'm like damn it like but it makes sense right and it's funny because that like even like you want to talk uh, you just word boomer whatever the 70s generation like they're like the occult doesn't exist I, my who's your favorite singer ozzy osbourne i'm like that guy bit off bats heads and like literally it was like a satan it like a, like even was mocking and at, what how do you not even it was just it was just funny to think of like everything we see in music and all that Oh, definitely. I went to like a Rise Against show. I don't know if you've ever heard of that band before, mm -hmm. but Rise Against, you know, they're very anti-government. They like have well, pretty much every song is political and then it's so anti-government. And then I went uh, to a show and they like paused halfway through the show so that you could donate towards the DNC. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, we need to stop racism now. Like a church like, collection basket. Like, hey, they, uh, pass this around yourselves. Yeah. Oh, man. The um, the music scene, and that was the, the thing that I learned about the frequency and all this. And even like Muse, who's like a conspiracy theorist band who sings about a lot of the like, conspiracy oh, yeah. theories oh, in the yeah. music, right? One album that's like every song is about something. They're awesome. Now, but I kind of started there. thinking of them because they use like these weird like sound waves. Like, I think they know what's up. I really yeah. think those people, they know what's up. And they're, they're putting it out there in their own little way, hoping people see something. That's what I think. I love that. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. And honestly, uh, it's amazing how us as humans still don't see it. Yeah. That's where it's like, it, it, it's, it's because like everyone tries to thing again, really. Yeah. It's constantly in our faces, constantly the same story. I mean, that's even a thing that we're going to go into with the Scarlet Horse series that we have coming up. I mean, that storyline that we're going to show you, if you can actually understand what you're looking at when you're finished with our series, you will see it so fucking much everywhere constantly telling you the same freaking story. And there's like a couple of different occult stories that are constantly being reproduced just in different different artsy ways. It's the same shit. Once Dude. you actually start seeing the specific characters and traits, you are watching the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, it's scary to think. And I think that's what like the kind of, there's a psychological term I can't think of where it's like once you've seen something, now you'll start seeing it everywhere. And people yeah, just haven't seen yeah, it well, and don't understand that. We'll get with that. Right? Yeah. And you guys had an awesome one on the Disney Oh, that 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 oh, will, I, like maybe oh, if you're my followers, maybe just take a minute before because I have a lot of Disney Plus fans, and uh, like you just gotta understand if you if you can see a pattern and then watch it and understand how that works. And I did a lot of work with nonprofit organizations, and uh, they were doing a lot of uh, brain studies, researching on what these kids deem as traumatic stress, and there's fundamental building block years that these kids have to develop their brains. And if if they're uh, introduced to certain types of stress, whether it be financial, uh, moms, uh, dads beating moms, whatever it is, 
that building blocks their 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 evolution and it leads them to a lot more addiction problems, a lot more uh, whatever it is, crime, how uh, homelessness, the the works. But it's funny to think it's like if you start seeing that and not knowing that they're sexualizing youth content at a crazy amount or not knowing all these little things that they're sneaking in that we're just shitty parents of the millennial age where we're just like pop in front of Netflix. I'm going to go be a streamer or whatever you like. You know what I mean? Like people are are a lot like more. There's other ways to to get our kids to, to learn and they're going to be in the new uh, age. So it's scary to think when you don't see any of these signs, whether it be Fortnite, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Disney and they're there, what effect is that doing? And we don't have studies, nothing's open available. It's kind of a scary rabbit hole, which I think is the reason why people just are like, no, that's not happening, shut up. It's easier to not think this. Did you, uh, have you ever heard of, uh, really got buried, but it was like four years ago, there was something called Elsa Gate. Did you, have you ever heard of that? Was that uh, the YouTube uh, content with the- Yeah. Um, yeah, oh yeah, oh they, yeah. And that was a really, really crazy story that a lot of people haven't heard about. You can't find much content about it either. But um, yeah, don't let your kids on uh, on YouTube for real. And like, th these are the kind of things that like light me up, which are, which I used to like, used to be able to just be like, ah, oh, like I want to talk about things calmly. But when people like you can neglect them flat earth, you can neglect um, a lot of this stuff. But like when we talk about when I talk about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and we get into all this stuff, it like gets me angry that people like will willfully ignore pedophilia, uh, child trafficking. That's where I'm like, ah, oh, I need to figure out how to have conversations in a humorous manner so I don't snap that people don't think that this is going on because that that to me is like the lowest form of, of, of what we as a society almost have deemed like if everyone agrees like we're social justice warriors this is the number one social justice cause like it doesn't get worse than this yeah. it really doesn't so it's um it, i don't know that's where i draw the line and i don't know how to like I think, have you guys even seen the Facebook ads where they're normalizing pedophilia? Like pedophilia uh, is a sex choice, and you're like, "Are you kidding?" Like, yeah, what? And I know that's out of all of the subjects out there, really, that one, it, the human trafficking stuff, and we found that in a lot of our research with secret societies, uh, it's definitely prevalent in in some secret societies, especially uh, underage. Uh, even having certain like locations where they can be in like the Philippines, for example, because the uh, age of consent is lower. But just that one thing boils my blood. It's such the worst. Mm -hmm. We did uh, we covered I the Franklin scandal not long ago, and uh, you know it's just. I, I think if they pull that one off and they normalize pedophilia, we are really fucked because you like you said you really do start to see it uh, them promoting it and saying. Mm -hmm that it's, they don't call it pedophilia, they call it MAPS, right? A minor attracted person. And they're teaching it in schools. I mean, they just busted a professor, I think it was in like California or something that was openly saying that it's it's okay to be, a, you know, like a, a pedophile. And yeah, that's, that's terrifying, especially working with all these organizations. Like there are, and that's kind of the, the point of conspiracy I also, also want to touch on is when people think about conspiracies, they think that the whole organization is corrupt. And I can tell you from experience, there are a lot of really amazing people doing a really amazing work, but just it, it all it takes is one corrupt apple to spoil the bunch. And it's just, especially if it's at the top and people just are doing their purpose, like you're going to go out and you're going to do your job, like, and you're getting, you're changing people's lives, you're getting people off. 
then when you watch where the funding goes, like the BLM one was a great example. I, I don't know if anyone really understands. We're fighting for this cause. We're all there. We know the purpose of it. We're all together. And then like, let's follow the money like you should do with everything. And it's like, oh, no, like, is any of this money going back to the cause that we're fighting for? Or are we just burning buildings for whatever? So it was, uh, it, there's just so many things that are just intertwined and then hidden behind these social causes that we all rally behind, whether it's mass formation, whether it's the, the, just the genuine need to do good. Like when you guys cover this stuff, you're not covering it because you want to invoke fear out of everyone or you want to tell everyone how stupid they are for not believing it. You just want people to understand so that they can help themselves, like maybe not be controlled, maybe better their lives in some way, which is what I really think the misconception of, of people like yourself, people like me, who just want to talk about things. We don't want to like tell you that they like Hillary Clinton's eating babies. That's my, my Alex Jones impression. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like, we just want to tell you like these things go on. They happen just like they do in your life. Find the lens that you can uh, understand it under and just try to see what you can do. Or if it's something that matters to you, if you want to willfully ignore it, sure. It's your, your prerogative. This is it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I do want to thank you guys again for, for having me on. Uh, this was. Oh, like, no, I had a lot of fun, man. I, I liked, uh, I thought it was an interesting, uh, definitely a fun show. I think well, we ran the gambit. We definitely covered yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was also good to have somebody who, like, you, you're a great guest. I think we're able to kind of like look at things from different angles. It was a lot of yeah, fun. and that's what I think is very important. I think yeah. uh, I didn't Trojan horse my audience into enough of this, but I think that's the point of everything is like if you can look at someone and walk a mile in their shoes as all these old sayings go, you'll be able to understand things a little bit better and understand that, like I said, two sides of the same coin. Everyone wants the same thing. The people who are out to kill you on one side are actually fighting for the same thing. They just are being told a different story on how they're going to do it. So, yep. And, you know, just in closing, honestly, it's it's been a really crazy experience for us to like start this and then see the response that we've had. Um, it's, it's been uh, really impactful for me, and I'm sure New York Patriot would say the same sure. thing. But, you know, the reason why I contacted New York Patriot was because I heard him on a podcast. The reason why you are on with us is because you heard us on a podcast. And... The more that we get that momentum going, right? The 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 more people that we that we talk to and, and try to de-occult everything and show what you know what's really going on, uh, you know, we can turn the tides because it, it looks really scary and crazy to everyone right now. But just that one thing gives me a lot of hope that um, there's momentum that's changing, and more people are asking about these subjects. More people are. Uh, reaching out to, you know, create content. And um, so I, I just, uh, if you're listening and you think that there's something that you can do to help turn the tide, you know, it's not just grab a mic, mm. get, do some research, look into the, prove us wrong. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'll even yeah. say too, <laughs> from my own experience with my own show, you know, because I have guests on all the time. Uh, you know, if you're a small show or you're trying to get into this stuff, you know, and there might be somebody that you're like, wow, they got something great to say. I wish I could get them on my show. You would be surprised if you just find the contact that they will answer you back also. Don't start thinking, you know, there are shows out there, believe it or not. Yes, they do put themselves up on a pedestal. But there are plenty of shows and people out there and researchers that if you actually uh, drop the fear of asking them, they will talk to you. 
you know so that's it. just another thing too like you know there are people that are willing to actually talk to fans or other like-minded stuff about you know shit that's going on in here you know i love that you said that and just to 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 triple on that is don't feel like your single voice is is too yeah. little about anything and that's a, a imposter syndrome times a million and i felt dealt with that my whole life yeah. and uh, in tibetan buddhism they say like if you can impact one soul that's equivalent to, to sainthood and, and being on that level so take it what you will on religion but like it's 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 really important to think that like like i know a lot of times everything feels hopeless or you don't feel like you're being heard or whatever but through just and i sent you this video patriot is through just like moving through authenticity and doing what you're doing authentically you will find your tribe and your tribe will find you and it will grow and it will literally you will make the change you want to see but it, as lame as it sounds it all does start with yourself letting go of that and just reaching out to people yeah. and, and move I mean, forward. my show was nothing and i got uh jack allen i got odd man and i even got uh charlie robinson i mean that's a huge fucking name <laughs> You know, all I did was hit him up on Twitter and I was like, yo, I would love for you to come on my show. I, you know, now uh, maybe he's going to get bombarded now because I'm coming out and saying this. And I think he was like, yeah, sure. What day and time? Like, you know, and, and some people were like telling me that that they, you know, liked his show that has a show. And I was like, yo, just hit him up. No, nah, really? I said, yo, that's all I did. And I was a fucking nobody. He, you know, he just wants to get the shit out. Yeah. And you, and you shouldn't even have to worry about what he says. Like you just put everything, put your past behind yeah. you. Like it's the same yeah, no, past, classic sales get. analogy. You don't ask, you don't get. And if you get a hundred no's, does that mean you shouldn't ask a hundred and one times? It absolutely doesn't. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. You know, love that. I've had, I've had like people, I think like you were even surprised when I was like, Oh, you want to come on? <laughs> and I felt like the imposter. That's why I was like, I don't know. I only have like, a, I have like 16 followers, man. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, take it easy. <laughs> Maybe in like a month. To say, yeah. let me yeah. tell you something. Was some of these bullshit shows that are out there, and I'm not saying ones that we're like, you know, like X22 Hive Mind. All these, you know, half those numbers are probably not even fucking real anyway. So don't even worry about the numbers. Yeah, and like numbers is is another trick to get people out of there. Like, like that old trick is like, oh, nobody likes this. This content isn't resonating with people. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. do everything authentic, authentically, and can't can't fail. All right, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll leave it with that too. We'll end it there. I think that's a good way to end it. So uh, please let everybody know where they can find your show again too. The Real Fake Talk Show, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. As of right now, uh, I'm a one man army trying to figure this all out. So I'm uh, slow to the, uh, very new to the game, but uh, everything matters. So like once again, little comments on videos. Uh, people reaching out people like yourself patriot everything just means the world to me not for numbers not for anything else other than just to expand our world yeah 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 and you know in, in a way it's like connecting consciousness in a sense it, it is <laughs> it really it's is and in consciousness like the one consciousness theory i just is is too much for me right now and i feel like you start, <laughs> to, you start to get that when you start attracting people and and, and all this stuff so yes fun journey so i definitely uh you will definitely be coming on again for sure i had a great time that was, i really i really definitely had a great time uh so yeah please everybody if you're watching the youtube i do think his his links and notes are on the bottom with the the show notes go check his stuff out show him some love and uh that's the end of another uh, i guess ny patriot slash uh cult rejects because lux was with us too 
uh, show. Uh, this will stay up on YouTube for a few days and on Twitter, and then I will pull it down and we'll go back out again in a few weeks as a podcast on Spurka and all major podcasts as well. So unfortunately, you'll have to hear him again, people who watched it on YouTube. Yeah. But those are probably real fans, so they probably won't mind that much. True. So, uh, and thank you all. Yo, for real, I had an awesome time with all you people inside the fucking chat. There was a couple of times, I'm going to be honest, I lost, you know, concentration about what was even going on because I was talking to these fucking people. <laughs> you know, people are awesome. Thank you. You're, you're a great, great group of people that I've been noticing are always showing up when I go now. I have a lot of fun and thank you, you know. And, uh, yeah, and that's it. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Later.